Hey guys, Corey here. This week we've got a special quick hit episode with Aaron and Craig talking through NBC's plan for broadcasting and streaming the 2019 World Cup. But ahead of that discussion, we've heard some updates from NBC about their plans, so I wanted to fill you in on what's new. First off, we've learned that all four USA first round games will be broadcast live on NBC Sports Network. This is a big deal for USA fans and sports fans in general. Even though they will be played overnight, uh, having them played on a premier sports network like this is great. So, for no extra money, you can see the Eagles in your regular cable package if you already have NBC uh, SN. Uh, secondly, we've heard a rumor recently that those who purchase the $200 Rugby World Cup package from NBC Gold, that's the streaming service that allows you to uh, watch it on any of your devices and on demand, those accounts will come with simultaneous broadcasting on up to 10 locations or IP addresses. So, you can kind of take that for what you will. Obviously, sharing login information with others outside your household is wrong, and it's against the terms of service. But this is just for your information that that is a possibility to watch it in more than one location at the same time. This was brought to us by members of the Reddit community over on reddit.com slash r slash mlrugby, and they heard it from NBC Tech Support. Okay. So that's basically what we know so far. Um, let's get on with the show. You're listening to Earful of Dirt, the Major League Rugby podcast. We're live each Monday night on YouTube, available for download every Wednesday morning through your favorite podcast provider, and always online at earfulofdirt.com. Bringing you the latest news, views, and abuse from across the United States. Here's your hosts. Guess we are live on the Facebook. I think. Are, are we live on the Facebook? How's it going, Craig? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. How about yourself? Uh, you, you know, I'm I'm still adjusting my circadian rhythm back to the United States from that trip to Australia. That was like my body is just wrecked. Um, don't. Um, I probably said this last week when I got back, but don't. Uh, don't travel halfway across the world if you've got a half Iron Man. Um, in two weeks, just, just don't do it. Um, so I, I guess, you know, Corey asked us, you know, do you want to do a quick hit about world cup broadcasting? And, and I guess we'll get into that, but I wouldn't call this breaking news cause it was, it's kind of out there if you know where to look. So this is interesting. Uh, Canterbury, North America, uh, has lost their license or the company that operated Canterbury, North America, 210 brands has lost their license. So uh, in theory, um, USA rugby actually doesn't have a kit supplier, um, but they lost their license back in, I want to say March. So roughly like two months after uh, USA rugby signed the contract with them. So all of the fulfillment of merchandise uh, was, uh, done by Canterbury Global, which is called Canterbury New Zealand, but it's uh, headquartered in uh, in the UK. So, yeah, um, I guess we, we have kit through the World Cup, and then after that, uh, it's kind of up in the air. I think they're trying to see if Canterbury wants to extend, actually sign a new deal um, with Canterbury Global or if we're going to have to, you know, 
buyer stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did like the last uh, last picture I saw of the World Cup kit. So, you know, it kind of slowly worked its way through development. It seemed like since the uh, you know the original announcement was made. But I was I was getting to become a fan of it here towards the end. It's not horrible. I would say of all of the Canterbury kits, which are basically the same exact kit, I would say ours is probably the best one. You know, um, uh, no, uh, to, uh, to Larry, uh, our, the rugby world cup kit is set after that. I have no clue because Canterbury global does not owe us a thing after the world cup is over. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, don't know, I like how you can, I like how you can see the comments here on the screen now. That's that's pretty helpful. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did serve as the team Canada liaison at one point, so I'm I'm wearing some 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 old merch. Uh, have to say, I, I do like this Under Armour training shirt from from Canada that they hooked me up with. But uh, y- you know, I'm just uh, just throw back to the old team manager Brian Hunter. Um, my guy, cool dude. But um. Yeah, so that's where we're at with kits. Uh, kind of weird, uh, but it is what it is. However, w- why we're really here is uh, let's talk about broadcasting options for the World Cup. Yes, let's talk about. I I, I uh, renewed my pass, the premium pass, just before this, so I'm officially two hundred and thirty bucks in the hole to NBC <laughs> Sports. Uh, I will have access to the World Cup and all the other. Uh, features that you get with the premium pass. So it's, you got me, it's NBC. A, it's a lot of stuff. But I was trying to think about this, and people were like, oh, Stro, you're just you're just going to lay down for this. I was like, do you even know? Like, people don't understand, I would say, the broadcasting history of the World Cup. Uh, in 2015, I don't remember 2011 at all when it comes to broadcasting history of the World Cup. I don't think it hit linear. At all. I don't even think you could. I think it was all like black stuff, really. And maybe some bars had like the premium sports or whatever pay per view stuff that you had to pay $10, $20 for a cover charge. But there was really nothing going on that I recollect from, you know, eight years ago. And in 2015, uh, well, I was on a field exercise, but I did pay for it. And the platform that it was on disappeared uh, pretty fast which sucks, but I think it, tw- I-, I was just doing all the math. I actually went through my receipts from direct TV from 2015. Cause they're all on my email. Cause I'm an idiot and haven't deleted that stuff, but like to get, to get the rugby package that direct TV had. So everything was like on B in sports. You had to pay for the, like the top end sports package. And then the add on, on the back end of that. So basically I spent like an extra $50 a month on, uh, on, uh, on rugby, which is crazy. And then the, the broad, like the whole, do you remember, did you ever buy the over the top platform from universal sports? No, uh, prior, prior to NBC and ESPN picking up the, uh, black, viewer of international rugby world cup i watched yeah it was uh, in a local bar or you know on some latvian website that the 
was circulated. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2015. So compared, I, I would say NBC is doing a horrible job of rolling this out. Uh, you know, when you watch an NBC yeah. sports broadcast, uh, they're not saying your home of the Rugby World Cup like they do with the Olympics. Because they're not saying anything. I all yeah. I see is people on Twitter whining about the price. I didn't even know the price was released until I saw the complaints. And you know, I I watch a lot of rugby stuff on Twitter. So uh, you know, the fact that that got that NBC didn't put anything in front of me. All the whole story is coming from angry fans. Um, that's surprising on NBC's part. So Larry asked, "Do any of us remember Setanta Sports?" <laughs> no. Yes. I don't. Wow. I do, Larry. <laughs> oh man, this that sounds cancel. Just looking it up. I guess it worked with Ear Sports. Uh, the last time it was in the U.S. was uh, 2010, um, and then it became Fox Soccer Plus or something. Um, is what it looks like. So no, I, I really don't remember uh, Satanta sports at all. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. so, so two thirty is, is the full package, uh, which is the, the world cup. And then whatever you would normally get for NBC gold, which is six nations is premiership. Um, you know, I think there's a couple other internationals in there. If you want just the world cup, uh, it's 200 for the package. Yeah, so, so that's the price that's out there that people are up so in arms people, about. For some reason, people are like, I paid $70 in 2015. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because I found the price. I found like multiple press releases. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the OTT platform that Universal Sports, which is like the – it wasn't a – wasn't a predecessor of NBCSN. It was like an add-on. I would say what Universal Sports is now, it went away, and then they created the Olympic Channel, um, which was so NBCSN was sort of mainstream, did all the hockey stuff like it does now, and then they had Universal Sports, which had all their weird stuff, um, like cycling and uh, you know Tour of California and all that fun stuff. But... Uh, and so the, the price in 2015 for the OTT platform that they built and then apparently, you know, disappeared really fast was $199.99 for the World Cup. At the time, NBC wasn't, didn't have other rugby content other than the World Cup. Uh, it, like the premiership was on BN Sports when, well, it was supposed to be on BN Sports. I can tell you that when I clicked it, it wasn't on being sports, sure. uh, but uh, so it was 199 bucks then, and it's 100. So it's 200. It's again 200 dollars this year. So if you do the inflation math, uh, you have a more robust platform that has been in operation uh, for what uh, three seasons now of Premiership Rugby that I've been a subscriber. Uh, so. Uh, it's pretty robust. Uh, usually it, it doesn't really have issues unless your internet has issues. Unlike another, uh, well, unlike two American 
rugby broadcasting yeah. on the top platforms, uh, one being the rugby channel and one being Flow. And I could say, as a, uh, as a person who has paid Flow money, I can complain all I want because <laughs> the, the UI, the user interface, the app, everything, the, the quality of production is just horrible. Um, when you go into the app and you're trying to watch a game and during the super series specifically, it was like they had two games back to back. The first game would load was loaded like when it was on. And then the second game wouldn't load until like 20 minutes into the, the broadcast on the app. And I like, how do you spend money on that? Whereas this, I mean, if I rationalize everything, the price, especially if you go, so if you, if you make it pay-per-view, right. And you're paying for a fight, like I paid, did you watch the Pacquiao Mayweather fight? Well, I mean, I did. Um, I think, yeah, it was the same. It was, I think it was the same time I was in the field for, was it? No, it was the, that was the year before. Um, but that was a hundred, that card was a hundred bucks. Um, and I was like, we were, we were in the rear, uh, that time. And I, before I went back and I just paid for the fight and uh, I watched the, the I ended up only watching the final fight and that was like the worst hundred dollars I ever spent. But the, and then the McGregor Mayweather fight was $85 um, card. Yeah. So if we look at it in sort of that, like pay-per-view esque sphere, it's pretty cheap. Um, but the, the whole rugby package as a whole, you know, the world cup piece is there and it stays on your account all year. So you have the games, the World Cup game specifically on demand for the whole year. So that's cool. Um, then yeah. you've got then you've got the Premiership, you've got Champions Cup, um, you've got the Six Nations. And, and when it comes to the Champions Cup, you've got uh, you got two get when they hit pool rounds, I think you get two it's either two or three games in the pool play. For the Champions Cup, you don't get to see the Challenge Cup of pool play, but you do get to see the playoffs in pool play, and you get the so, and you get the playoffs in the Champions Cup, of course. And then, in addition to that, like with Six Nations, uh, what NBC is also not marketed at all is they now have the rights to the HSBC Seven series, and they have the rights to both the women and the men series. So all eighteen stops will be broadcast on NBCSN, NBC Sports Gold and NBCSN. Uh, so then you get into Lanier, and this is where people are kind of mad or something. Well, this we are now in this part where I, I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but this is about as mainstream coverage of an event, of a, an event in a foreign country as you can get. Uh, 25 matches will hit uh, NBCSN and NBC. Uh, NBC, I think... Uh, so last time they only had nine matches hit NBC and NBCSN on NBC, only the world cup, they had two on NBC and only the world cup final was live. Uh, for this, you will have several pool play matches. Uh, I think one, uh, somewhere in the knockout rounds and then the world cup final will also be live, but a total of when it comes to the number of matches, there's 48 matches total in the world cup there will be 25 or 48 matches broadcast on linear uh, via free to air or cable with uh, cable satellite, whatever you want to call it uh, on NBCSN and the Peacock. So now 
why isn't NBC advertising this? I have no idea. No clue. Yeah. Because yeah, people- I mean, look, I think we have such a we have such a warped perspective. I think because of other broadcasters and the history in the U.S. of broadcast quality and accessibility and price, and I think people are maybe very sensitive to new price points that come out there. And look, two hundred dollars is a lot of money. I, I I understand it's a lot of money for a lot of people. I think there are important differences to remember here versus say a flow or even like a ESPN plus versus MLR. Like the world cup is not a USA rugby event. It's a world rugby event. And for world rugby, USA is an interesting market, a growth opportunity, whatever. It's not their core market. Right. So, you know, when world deals, BC or whoever in other countries, you know, what world rugby needs to grow the game is access for sure. But what they really need, you know, first priority is the funds that come from these World Cups. I mean, the World Cup is how World Rugby funds itself for the next three years. So, you know, when they, they sell to NBC, NBC's goal then is to make a profit for themselves. You know, they're not – they have no obligation to the U.S. community. They're not here to develop the game. I mean, they'd probably like that because they own the rights and obviously they want a more developed – uh, fan base, but ultimately what they need is to make money, and so they're going to charge what it makes sense to charge. Like this isn't USA Rugby rights for the internationals in the summer, where you know it's a it's a very uh, tentative thing that we're trying to see if it will work out on TV or not. Um, for their own interests, as they should, um, and so in the scope of things, I think the best thing we could hope for is that NBC makes a ton of money. Uh, you know, having taken over this world of the U.S. so that come next year, more advertisers want to participate and the price goes down. Um, what I don't think you're going to see happen, and I don't think it's fair to expect, is that NBC just gives it away at a lower price than they can charge out of some kind of, you know, um, charitable, altruistic hope to, you know, please the rugby community that, you know, NBC is a huge company. You know, I love the rugby community. It's probably not that big of a deal to the NBC executives. So, you know, let's let's take it on ourselves to bring this price down for next World Cup by helping rugby become more popular in these next four years. I think you know one one of the things someone talked about. Uh, this is not my idea. Is that rugby people seem to want things for free in the U.S. because we never get it at all, um, and now that it's there in front of you you just want it for free and well i think it is incumbent upon those of us with the disposable income is one of the ways to grow rugby in the united states is to spend your damn money and that is by going to tests that's by like buying the premiership rugby pass because you know if you buy the if you buy this world cup rug all access pass and you get everything you get the premiership which I, I mean, I watch the premiership pretty often. Um, and you get the, if you get that all access pass and, and NBC sees that there is a market for rugby in the United States, then maybe NBC negotiates with major league rugby for a multi-spectrum streaming, streaming and linear deal to like then showcase that product rather than sort of having some disparate um, deals here and there. And it, and it becomes a thing because you know, NBC has their own bottom line, but they are investing in rugby. 
Like they're putting 25 matches on the, on, on broadcasts. Like that's a, that's a significant risk. Do, do their advertisers want to invest in rugby? Cause they don't, their advertisers don't know what the numbers are. Uh, the, the two biggest rugby broadcasts in the United States history are like the six nations game uh, where uh, not like two years ago, they put the St. Patrick's day uh, Ireland versus England match uh, at Twickenham on, on the Peacock that game rated lower than the MLR final, which was on CBS. So the two highest rated rugby domestic rugby games in the history of the United States on Lanier were the USA versus the All Blacks in 2014, which got just over a million, and the uh, the MLR final this year, which is on CBS, which had just over 500,000. So that's sort of the market you got right now. And and they're yeah. putting – but, you know. And, like, we don't sit in NBC's boardroom. I don't know exactly what their thought process is, but you could imagine – them saying to themselves something like, look, in the U.S. there's a dedicated fan base, very committed, they'll pay any price. There's not a casual, a big casual fan base. Like, we don't gain much, you know, if we are charging $200, if we dropped to $50, we'd have to get four times as many people to buy at that price to, to break even. So I could definitely see someone maybe, uh, you know, in the organization saying, look, we could drop it to 50. That wouldn't get us four times the number of subscribers. Maybe it'll get us an extra one or two. So like they're, you know, it's, it's, they are investing in it for sure, but they're not investing in it as like a charity thing. They're investing it to make money for themselves. Oh, yeah. And if, if dropping the price point is going to make them less money, they're not going to do it. You know, just, whether these angry fans, you know, complain or not, if they're buying the tickets at 200 and that's what's optimizing their, um, they're a profit. That's what they're going to go for. And that's what they should go for. They're a private company. They have shareholders and owners. And that's, you know, that's what makes these things all work. I think part of the, the probably the best part of the rollout or lack of rollout, I guess, was the introduction. Like they worked with AEG to build uh, a, a streaming platform for bars so that they could reduce the cost to bars. So that you, yeah, can go that out, cool. you can go out and do the social part and watch the games at the bars with the NBC sports pub pass. So like the, the previous rights holder for things like six nations force, like as part of the contract force bars to charge $20 a head, probably because their rights fee was expensive for a bar. So they they've, although the price for us really hasn't changed the prices for bars to, to have a willingness to put rugby on, is going to be dramatically reduced with this, and especially for the World Cup, the right—I'm guessing—the rights free for a bar compared to what it was in 2015 is like a fraction of what it previously yeah. was. So, and even just the ability—I mean, I, I think it's hard for bars in the U.S. now to even get channels that show rugby. I mean, you, if you get the you know the whatever the premier sports packages, whatever they call it. Uh, I mean, they have to send a rep to like the bars to make sure they're actually collecting the $20 fees. I mean, it's even if you wanted to show rugby and you're willing to pay the cost, it's it's been difficult. I think this should make it a lot easier. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's I think it's an equitable price. I don't think it was I, – I spoke to NBC about this, you know. I was like, I don't think it was the price most people were looking for. I think most people were looking for 100 to $150 range sort of for their total package of like rugby stuff from NBC Gold. Uh, but at the end of the yeah. day, the and price actually – the price didn't and go up. to be a mistake from NBC. I mean, they, you know, they may look back and say, look, we didn't get as, you know, looking back, we didn't get the people to pay the $200. It pissed off the community. And it, I mean, they, they've set these prices with their mind in the right place, but there's no guarantee they executed perfectly. They may have misread the temperature of the situation. I guess my point is only that they, and I think you agree, but my, my point to you community out there listening to this is, we shouldn't expect them to lower the price to grow the game or engage more of the community. Like that's something that we try to do in MLR and USA rugby. Those are things that we have to worry about. NBC sports doesn't have to worry about growing the rugby game. They worry about that indirectly, but mostly they're worrying about making money on their rights, which they now own. Yeah. So, I mean, the price didn't go up from the last time they had the rights. So that that's an important thing for me is that the price is the same. What the other important thing for me is that NBC Gold's system is way more robust than what previously existed four years ago. So yeah, you you're Much not better. gonna have you're not gonna have issues there. Now look at this. I, I was looking at this as I purchased my thing today, Aaron. Um, you know what I have noticed, which is interesting, was the rugby the pass for the Premiership. You know, the just the regular rugby pass uh, is actually going up in price every year. And it's yeah, yeah, you know, it was yeah. like 45 bucks a few years ago, then it was, it was so 62. So, and in the advertisement was, for this, it said the, the rugby pants value is 70, which makes me think it's going up to 70 this year. So, the first time it was 60 bucks, I remember. Then it went up $65 because they added six nations. And last year, like, so in 2018, ESPN had rescind or rescinded the rights for the Champions Cup, and somehow it was on Flow Rugby, so no one watched the Champions Cup. And then they added uh, the Champions Cup uh, pool play and, and and playoff rounds last year, and it went up to seventy dollars. Well, what did they add this year? Uh, they added the HSBC Sevens World Series um, and all eighteen stops. Previously, ESPN only carried the men's series, and the women's series was streamed. Uh, via World Rugby Social Engines. So, I mean, they, they're with their increase, they're adding more content. So I guess I understand uh, their their rationale is like, hey, we're paying out more rights fees, and guess what? Consumer, you got to pay if you want more. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it, to wrap that all up, I, I, I am sympathetic to people who say it's a lot of money because it is a lot of money. I agree with Aaron that you know, the, there's more content now and the quality is better. This is the best platform that a regular, you know, American fan at home has had access to that I could ever remember for something like this. And, um, you know, all told, you know, it's, if someone's going to be, you know, sensitive about the price, I mean, it's, it's not NBC's fault. It's not world rugby's fault. It's just uh, the nature of the market the way it is right now in this country. And, you know, we all have a stake in improving that as we go forward. Um, but yeah, so let's make, you know, let's look to ourselves before we start um, blaming other entities. 
Well, John, uh, seeing your question, no, I'm not paying for Liam's uh, subscription. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Is Aaron paying for Aaron's subscription? We don't uh, know yet. Are you, yeah, are you confirmed? I, uh, I mean, my, so I noticed that. So, like, my subscription doesn't renew until the 31st of August. So that's when I will fork over my money. And, uh, you know, and also, if you go to a pub because you're going to save money, quote unquote, you're actually going to spend more money because you're going to buy beer. You're going to buy full English breakfast and you're going to do that four or five times. And yeah, I get the value of company. It's like value of company. Right. Don't don't go to a pub and force your, get the package, force your friends to watch it. But against their will in addition, but by you, but going to the pub that has a pub pass, you are also supporting commercial growth of rugby. Just like you are if you buy the all access pass. Just just putting that out there. So that's all I got. All right. Till next time. Thank you for listening to Earful of Dirt, the Major League Rugby Podcast. We're live each Monday night on YouTube, available for download every Wednesday morning through your favorite podcast provider, and always online at earfulofdirt.com. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can share your thoughts with us via our voicemail by calling 720-600-2679. We're live again next Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you then.